Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Last week, uh, I was reading an article. Uh, it was regarding um, uh, Ontario. Uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford was uh, not happy with the federal government. He was complaining about jurisdictional overreach. In this case, the feds uh, were negotiating directly with the municipalities in that province uh, in regards to the issue of housing. In fact, uh, we had the housing minister on the show uh, last week, the federal housing minister, uh, and he pretty much um, sloughed off what uh, Premier Ford was saying. But that term jurisdictional overreach can apply to British Columbia as well. Now, as many of you know, the provincial government uh, has been saying for a long time that you know zoning barriers and layers of regulation have slowed down the delivery of housing, in this case, because of municipalities. They brought in Bill 44, uh, legislation that uh, would allow for, obviously, a secondary suite or a laneway home on a property, but also three to four units permitted on lots currently zoned for single family or duplex use, and six units permitted on larger lots. Uh, it's had a huge, of course, it could have a huge impact on communities. Uh, many folks have said you've taken away uh, the certainly the power or the ability to consult local consultation local communities have already done with their own uh, citizens uh, and they don't need Victoria to tell them what their communities want. In fact, many would argue Bill 44 undermines many uh, years of urban planning communities have gone through. One of those is the township of Langley. Their mayor, Eric Woodward, joins me now. Uh, Eric, thank you for speaking to us today. Yeah, thanks again. My apologies for the long introduction, but I wanted to to sort of set this straight for a moment here. You're a community that is growing very quickly. Uh, You're a community that has all types of housing, uh, and you're building for all types of buyers in your community. What does Bill 44 do to City Hall and its ability to plan for the present and the future, and in regards to what you can and cannot do moving forward? Yeah, well, Bill 44 for us uh, is a a significant uh, problem in the sense that it undermines years of uh, urban planning work in some of our developing areas. So the Township of Langley has 2,800 urban acres of new development to do, and we're doing it with fourplexes and sixplexes and single-family homes, but also townhomes and row homes and apartments and the odd high-rise. And you know, we have and are producing housing at a much faster rate than our housing needs report, and yet we're being lumped in and, and uh, dragged into this uh, situation with Bill 44, 46, and 47 with other municipalities that aren't doing that. And that's going to cause us a lot of problems. So uh, you had posted something on Facebook recently in regards to uh, plans for, I do believe it was called the Booth, Rin, and Fernridge uh, plans. Can you walk me through what the yeah. legislation does to your community and your council's uh, uh, planning process moving forward in regards to these two, three areas? Yeah, so we had a differentiation between North Langley and South Langley. And in North Langley, we're building a lot of higher density forms, rural homes and to- townhomes and apartments. And uh, in other parts of South Langley that are more rural, further away from infrastructure or transit, we have uh, moved forward with some lower density forms uh, for around 47,000 people. And that was just about to get underway to deliver 15,000 new housing units for the region, some of the most attainable 
uh, have affordable housing within Metro Vancouver. And we're going to have to scrap those plans now because the population has now gone up to arbitrarily with Bill 44. With all new subdivisions, it'll now be 115,000 up from 47,000 without any planning for schools, recreation or parks. And so we simply can't allow it to go ahead. And I'll be bringing that to council on Monday uh, for council to see what it wants to do with those plans. But in my opinion, uh, those can't proceed. So you've, how long was this consultation process and, and just all the thinking that is required and the planning that's required for these communities, how long has been spent on getting to this point prior to the legislation? 10 years. And that's all just now thrown away? Uh, well, we, we're not sure to what extent uh, all of it has to be replaced, but the urban planning process that we embark there in a coordination of our whole community, including Willowbrook with the SkyTrain station, which will see a lot of higher density forms. And then in Willoughby, we're seeing a lot of different housing forms from duplexes to compact lots to, again, townhomes and homes. And in this area, we contemplated a range of housing types from apartments to townhomes, but with some smaller compact lots, single family subdivisions with quad, with, with fourplexes, but on larger lots with basement suites, but with some slightly different lot sizes and a variety of housing throughout our entire community. And uh, now those areas are, are now being designated for high density by Victoria. And it just doesn't work for our community. It's not what our community agreed to, to be well in excess of our housing needs reports. We are, we are producing housing much faster than our housing needs report would dictate. And uh, here in the township, it definitely feels like we're being punished for that. So uh, so I, when I look at the numbers, 47,000 people living in 15,000 homes, that's been approved, that's the planning. You're moving forward uh, broadly as a community. This bill comes along and potentially you could have 115,000 people living in those areas based on what the legislation says. First of all, is that acceptable by anybody, by most people in your community in regards to a number that size? Well, the problem is, even if it was, which it's not because of the way we're looking at all of our areas of our community together cohesively, it's not just one area. But if you plan out a population of that amount with a certain quantity of parks and schools and recreation facilities, if you go and effectively up to quadruple that, like to change that from 47 to 115,000, all of that planning is gone because we'll end up with not enough schools for kids to go to. We won't have enough uh, park sites for people to go to. And it just doesn't work. And so there's a lot of work that goes into creating these balanced, livable neighborhoods that hasn't been contemplated by Bill 44. If you're worried about a single family home next to a SkyTrain station, go and deal with that. But why are you undermining, you know, 10 years of urban planning work in areas like mine? So do you believe there's many other communities like you dealing with the law of uh, unintended consequences like you have been having, you will be dealing with moving mm-hmm. forward? Are there other communities that you're other mayors you're hearing from? Well, it's, you know, right now mayors throughout the region are still getting up to speed on some of the implications for them. This, this will also be a similar challenge for the city of Surrey and the city of Maple Ridge that have uh, some of the undeveloped areas within the region that are still proceeding with these new new plants. And, uh, you know, there's been no consultation with local government that I'm aware of. And I think that's been the core problem. We could have raised these concerns you know, much earlier in the process rather than desperately trying to bring it to somebody's attention prior to uh, the bill receiving royal assent. And, and now we're dealing with how ramifications of it after the fact. Nobody simply asked us what the implications of this plan would be. And here we are now in panic mode, essentially in panic mode, 
uh, you know, trying to get housing built, but being undermined by the Ministry of Housing to get housing built. So I can't see this provincial government backing down. Uh, is there any way you, your consultation and planning for a decade can be salvaged in any way in regards to the actions from Victoria? It's, well, we're still going to look at that, but either way, it'll be substantially delayed for a number of years. And we're not sure how many, but it'll be some for sure, because we have a long backlog of urban planning work from updating our urban plan around the new Surrey Langley SkyTrain to uh, now dealing with the mandates from the province uh, to other neighborhood planning work that we've had in the queue for a long time. So when will we get back to this area? It's unknown. And, you know, what is that going to look like? Because we built a consensus over a number of years to proceed with this plan. And, and now to try to go back and just, just mandate densities into people, we're not going to do that. I don't think this council is going to do that. I don't want to do that. And so we have to work with the community to advance these plans. And uh, the province uh, doesn't seem to be concerned with that. Uh, should this uh, province have focused on a few set communities, larger, or larger urban areas, the Vancouver's, the Surrey's, uh, and work with those communities to figure out uh, legislation, regulation that would work and, and that, that would be attainable, rather than this piecemeal way of doing things in your mind? Well, it's piecemeal. It's more like a one-size-fits-all, which I know you've heard many times, Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this sort of sledgehammer approach to urban planning just isn't going to work. And, uh, you know, you've got problems that are maybe legitimate, where you've got a sea of single-family homes in, in Vancouver. That's not the situation here. Uh, we are updating neighborhood plans for areas. We are building cities from scratch with a variety of housing types that people can can get to. And, and can you know afford? I know that's uh, a bit misleading, but uh, what can be afforded these days? But they are more affordable than something in elsewhere, and so you know that is being held up and delayed now. While you know you try to try to deal with some municipalities that aren't updating these plans fast enough for the economy, fast enough for working people, but we're not one of them. And, uh, you know, we're getting it done here and we're going to have to now delay and revisit and review, which is going to delay the very housing the minister uh, says he wants. Uh, I'd be very angry if I was in your position. Perhaps uh, that's just my sense of listening to you here, but I'd be very angry. You seem very calm for 10 years of work being, you know, flushed down the toilet to a certain degree. You know, I think uh, we're we're now sort of resigned to it. I think you're right. I don't I think we've uh, now, I'm now met with the minister. I'm not expecting um, these concerns to to result in in modifications to their plans. So now we're simply in damage control mode. And so you know, anger is not going to solve any problems. I understand what the minister is trying to do. I sympathize with the desire to help working people and help everyday people buy homes and live in their communities. But this this one size fits all approach is not going to achieve the results. So if the minister's talking about 100,000 units from Bill 44 over 10 years. Uh, he should adjust that to starting off at minus 15,000 based upon what he's done here alone. Eric Woodward, as always, thank you for your time. Great. Thank you.